and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. Our reading today is Habakkuk chapter 3 and verses 16 to 19. We come to our good and gracious God in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word as we turn today to the Old Testament. We thank you that the whole of the scriptures, new and old, are God-breathed and that you speak to us through them today. We pray that across the centuries we would hear your voice loud and clear that your Holy Spirit, present with us moment by moment, would make your word come alive and would apply it deeply and powerfully to our lives. We lift ourselves to you. We lift our time to you. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 16. I heard and my heart pounded, my lips quivered at the sounds, decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. Yet I wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no fruit, though there are no sheep in the sheepfold and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. As some of you know, we are coming to an end of these podcasts. We have basically got a year's worth in the bank and it's probably about the time when I should be stopping. And so we're getting to the last few episodes now and there's a number of reasons for taking these verses from Habakkuk 3. Firstly, I am drawing hugely in what I'm about to say on a reflection from Tim Keller, who is absolutely wonderful and just one of the amazing resources that are are out there. So if you have journeyed with me through these podcasts and you don't want to go back to the beginning and listen again, find Tim Keller on YouTube. Find other good Christian Bible teachers who will nourish you and continue to help you on your journey. But there is a more personal reason for taking these verses and essentially repeating in this reflection the things that Tim has said. I decided not to say very much about this in these podcasts, but regular cornerstoners will know um, that there have been some choppy waters in church life recently and 
I believe that I've been subject to some unjust and unwarranted accusations from people to whom I have extended great grace and charity. And it's been hard. Our eldership has also been under attack. And it's been difficult. And Cheryl and I had an experience where we were feeling anxious together as the evening drew on. And we found this reflection from Tim Keller that actually you can find on YouTube on these verses uh, so powerful and profound. And so I'm going to do my best to repeat it to you. You might be better off finding the original reflection, but if you want to stick with this, here goes. This was an encouragement and a challenge to us in difficult circumstances, and I hope it will be an encouragement and a challenge to you. So thinking about the goodness of God, how do we know that God is good? Keller makes the point, and I'm sure he's absolutely right, that most of us infer God's goodness by the good things that happen to us. You know, something good has taken place. We've got joy because of our family circumstances or maybe because of church life or maybe because of our jobs. We feel that God is with us. We see ways that God is good to us and we infer the goodness of God from these things. But what happens when things around us are not so good, when there is struggle and difficulty? In the words of this passage, we see that there is a situation where the fig tree isn't budding. There are no grapes on the vines. The olive crop is failing and so on. And in an agrarian economy where there's no welfare state, there's no safety net, this is dire and difficult indeed. This isn't just some little difficulty that is a bit annoying. This is something that is huge. It could literally lead to death. And yet Habakkuk still rejoices. How does he do this? Keller tells a story of a missionary who was setting out to engage in cross-cultural mission. He had companions with him. The ship was wrecked. They were on an island. No one came to rescue them. And one by one they died until there was just this guy left. True story. And in his diary, the very last thing that he wrote was about the goodness of God. How could he say that? How can Habakkuk say that God is good? How can Habakkuk rejoice? How could this guy rejoice? God is good? Well, you know, we're dying here. People are dying one by one by one. The harvest has failed. We're in grave and deadly peril. How can we say that God is good? How can we rejoice in the Lord? Maybe in your circumstances, you are asking similar questions. Keller says three things from this passage that help us. First of all, repeat, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. There's repetition. He's telling himself the truth. And this is something that we need to do. Tell ourselves the truth. God is good. We can rejoice in him. There are, are four gospels. And in a sense, God repeats himself 
Again and again, we read the story of Jesus because we need that repetition. We need to repeat. We need to come to God often and remind ourselves of these truths. So the first R is repeat. The second R is remember. I've only read a few verses from this chapter, but the wider context of Habakkuk chapter three, the prophet is looking back and he is recognizing that God has been good in the past. If you can't see many signs of God's goodness to you in the present, look back in the past and see how God has been good to you. Remember, remind yourself of what God has done and may that kindle rejoicing in you. Repeat, remember. But the third one, rejoice, is the most important one. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. I will rejoice in the Lord. Focus on him. Focus on his character. Focus on his love. Focus on his holiness. Focus on the wonderful gospel that he has revealed to us. Focus on the fact that he is sovereign over the world and that one day suffering will end. Suffering is not the last word. The last word is resurrection. These are true even if we're dying on an island with no food and water. These are true even if the fig tree is not, fig tree is not budding and there are no grapes on the vines. These are true whatever our circumstances. This is the secret. This is the key. Repeat and remember and rejoice in the Lord. Well, this was so helpful to me and so helpful to Cheryl. I hope that it is helpful to you as well. Thank you to Tim Keller. Thank you to God. Thank you for his grace and his goodness. Let's pray. Lord, we do worship you. We do praise you. We thank you uh, for this little pattern, repeat and remember and rejoice. And Lord, when we are on our own desert islands and we feel that we're dying of thirst and there's no food and you're not coming through for us, this can be hard. But we pray that you would lift our spirits and we thank you that whatever befalls, it is true that we can rejoice in you because we are in you, because you love us, because the gospel is true because you have a plan and purpose for our lives and whatever befalls, you are with us. We thank you and we praise you today. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>